You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everybody, to another edition of The Full Broadside with me again, as always. You know what? I'm going to stop because I did it again. <laughs> I'm Cyberjock, by the way, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> with me today, KJ. <laughs> I know, I know. KJ is here. Mando's here. Mr. Sock. Nimitz. And a shout out to a couple of guys we've got with us from the clan in the, uh, in the podcast studio with us listening and are going to be part of our live chat room tonight, Crimson Hero. Crimson Moon Hero, sorry, I, I screw that up all the time. I just call him Crimson. It's all good. Gentlemen Walrus, welcome. And Nightmare, welcome. And he is who dreaming. Who are so. you anyway? Who, me? Yeah, who are you anyway? What, what, why do you say something like that? <laughs> you always don't introduce yourself. I know, I know. I, I, I keep listening back to the show every so often to just kind of listen and see if there's something I want to tweak or add or, you know, just kind of going over it and you know how you you paint a house and you step back and you take a look at it and you go you know what damn it that looks good bang up job myself and a little pat on the back i, I kind of like to do that with the show and <laughs> I, I catch myself not not introducing myself half the damn time but if, if you don't know who i am by now i guess whatever it's fine so anyway how you guys doing <laughs> Doing all right, man. How about well, you? Well, allow myself to introduce myself. Yeah. Wasn't that an awesome power to allow myself to introduce <laughs> yeah. myself? <laughs> it's been a while since we back in the studio. Yeah, we, we missed a week. We were we were down. Only three of us were available, and we were short two. And you know what? There wasn't a ton to really cover. I mean, we, we've got some stuff that we can go over, but it, it was kind of, even though there's been little additions to the game and some stuff here and there, it's really not been a big news week or two. So it uh, I think it'll be fine just doing this one. We'll be all right. Well, that's always good because, like, what we were talking about on the last show, like with KG and those guys, it's kind of given us a time to catch our breath and get caught up on some of those campaigns and, uh, you know, the normal grindy stuff that we normally do because it's been so busy with all the new content coming out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's so much crap to do in the game right now. And, uh, it, uh, it can get overwhelming, and, and when you're trying to do a show and you're trying to keep track of what's going on and you're looking at the dev blog and all that stuff, there's hardly any time to play the dang game, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it was a nice nice two weeks off. I've been busy with real-world stuff, too, and uh, kind of find, uh, find it tough to get into the game, but clan battles are underway. How how you guys been uh, doing? I have not been able to get into a whole lot of them. If Actually, I don't think I got into any yet. Uh, or, you know, homework, all the real world crap. Just figure uh, and ask, see how you guys are doing. How are we doing as a clan, and how are you guys enjoying the tier ten battles this time around? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, we're we're going about fifty fifty, but we played in the Alpha League and the Bravo League, and I believe both of them. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me. I believe both of them are in Gale League now. Uh, looks like a lot of our regular players have 
exceeded or, or reached the maximum for the amount of steel they can get in the squall league. So, yeah, we're moving forward. It's good times, and uh, I just got to have uh, one of my clammies stop torpedoing me to death, and I'll be all right. Yeah, or quit dropping torpedoes at our at our DDs. I was in clam battles last night and I attempted the curfers and I totally potatoed so bad. I thought they were going to rant and throw me off the team. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Mandalorian episode two, Revenge of the Potato. Revenge of the Potato. It was horrible. I made a, a, a turn on my left turn signal and turn right at a cap and ate like <laughs> 14 talon torpedoes and i was i was done and i said i am never taking a curfers into clan battles again that was it for me it it wasn't totally all your fault either because we nobody really made the call of yeah we were going ahead and pushing or not pushing either so (laughs) true i mean but anything second rudder shift time i'm done i am never taking that into clan battles again like the rudder shift no, yeah, it's got mine has got like I don't have the rudder mods on it because I'm like full secondary build and tank build, and so it's got like a 19 second rudder shift. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. So I when you that. see the you're and stomping and banging on your keyboard. Yeah, and, and, and you, I mean, you can you're you're pressing the key, but it ain't turning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Yamato the. Uh, the rudder shift is like 22-something seconds, but that's manageable because you're so far away from everything all the time. You don't really ever have to make the super quick maneuvers. But I did introduce the Goliath last night. We were talking with some of the guys from the clan, um, you know, Walrus and uh, Nightmare, and suggested that I pull the Goliath out. And I actually, once I got behind the wheel, you know, the wheelhouse of the Goliath, it actually went a lot better. Um, and it's... It's pretty, from what Sokka's saying, pretty meta right now. Um, it kind of seems like it's it. one of those ships that it's almost like a battleship replacement. It is. I mean, it's it's practically a, a mini Conqueror, uh, it, it, but it filled a good role last night. And shout out to our gentleman Walrus uh, for his battle calling. And we, we had a great time. So to answer your question, I mean, claim we've been doing, um, I see a note from Nightmare 2 that... Uh, uh, we've been doing better than last season. And I was, uh, to be honest, I was a little skeptical. I was a little skeptical because this is tier 10 and this is where all the, you know, um, case in point are one of the last battles I was in. We, we launched in a battle and there was like, what, three or four Stalingrads and a Rick defend on, I mean, it was just horrendous. Um, but we did awesome. I mean, I think we took them down to like, you know, cap the, it was down to like a, a point spread or something. We actually did really good, surprisingly good. <laughs> I will. I will say uh, again uh, to uh, thanks to gentleman. Uh, he called the battles again tonight, and um, we took it a little experiment. And I he had me play the midway, which is not the ultimate. I mean, obviously, if you have the Richto, and that's probably the one you want to do. But we played it, and we didn't lose. Um, so I'm kind of curious what you guys think as far as carriers and clan battle play because. I actually prefer the two battleships, but what do you guys think? Well, that kind of led into my question is, uh, what, what is the meta are we seeing, uh, this time around? I know the last tier 10 clan battle season, there was a lot of Venencias, but I, I was looking just uh, a couple of days ago at the, uh, you know, the, uh, 
Oh, what is it? The the lineup where I can actually see how the clan battles went in our naval uh, our our naval garage or whatever it is, and and flipping through, and I was able to actually see. Okay, you guys brought this. The enemy team brought this, and I was looking through, and I didn't see a whole lot of Venezias, and I saw kind of a smattering of of BBs, and only very few with carriers. So. I figured I'd ask and see, what are we seeing? Are we seeing a specific ship more than others? Are we seeing a lot of carriers? What's the deal? I think there's a lot more carriers in the higher leagues. It could be. I mean, we haven't got there yet, so I don't know. But in in uh, Squall and Gale, um, carriers are very limited. Uh, but again, you know, we played, I don't know, it was like four, maybe four to six games, somewhere some somewhere along there and once i started playing the carrier we didn't lose um and it wasn't because of my spectacular play it was because um the team took advantage of the uh spotting and um it was it was pretty cool but no i don't i don't see a whole lot of other carriers i mean we tonight we i don't know how many games played total but i think we maybe saw two teams with carriers the whole night um so I don't know. If we had sound bites, do, do we have sound bites? If we had sound bites, I would plug in the Soviet Union national anthem because my my <laughs> my observation has been balanced divisions filled with Stalingrad's Moskva's Kremlin's Smolensk peppered in peppered you know with uh, with a smattering of uh, a, a few Shimakazis and maybe a midway or two. Um, yeah, um, I mean, there's definitely been a heavy load of Russian ships for sure. Um, I think we've had quite a bit of success when we do that. Um, we've been doing quite a bit of, of the time we've been doing three MOSFAs and that seems to work pretty well. Um, the teams that I've seen succeed against us the most, um, are the teams that have four radar ships and generally they're all Russian. So yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, some of the guys are chiming in. Um, Walrus says that the Meta and the Typhoon or Hurricane, which I don't know, I've never been Typhoon Hurricane, is mostly like a Goliath, surprisingly, and Russian cruisers, carriers, and nightmares streaming in. Um, yeah, don't forget about the Des Moines. Um, there's been a lot of Des Moines. I think they're up there in the solid foundation of you know your, your radar cruisers. I, I think the one ship that's been... I, um, most effective to me has been the Shimakaze, believe it or not. The, I mean, we we rushed one side, and it was like I, I was in, a, I think, the GK, and we had a Kremlin and a Moskva, and one Shimakaze held all three of us off for, like, the entire game. It was yeah. pretty incredible. Really surprised at the um, – and Nightmare was doing a really good job in this Shima as well. I have uh, – I, I prefer to play DDs. That's my thing. And um, I've – respect my captains so I get the fast faster loading torpedoes on both my Shima and Mahalan. Um I think the Shima is actually um even though the Halan for me is more fun to play, I think the Shima is actually more effective. Um just because once you get outside the radar range when you go up against one of those teams that have four radar ships, um you can hit the smoke and lose yourself in the dark. And then they, it seems like they forget about you for a minute and then you have time to launch the torpedoes. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Shima and clan battles. That's for sure. It seems like there's like a core division makeup of mostly four, you know, three or four Russian ships. And then, um, 
you know, a couple of sprinklers, different ones. I, I also want to give a shout out to one of our clanmates, uh, Count Dracula, because this dude shows up in his rental Zao. And I know the other team, when we talk to his rental Zao, they, they kind of, they're like, I know they're snickering at us. Like, hey, look at these guys with this rental Zao. And this dude drives that Zao, I mean, phenomenal. So I think we all need to kick in a donation and buy Dracula like a real Zao so he can <laughs> get out of that. Hey. Hey, after getting sunk twice by that rental Zao, I'm in. Just tell me where I need to send the donations to, and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I was looking back at yeah. our, our stuff for tonight, and it looks like we had like three games against carriers all night long. How many games do we have overall, you know? For tonight? Yes, sir. Or do? Oh, he's got to do math. Everybody take a quick pause. Oh, God, we're right. going to be here at all. <laughs> well, I have to go between... We need to give you one of those abacus and beta. You hear little beads clicking back and forth. All right. Break Looks out like the abacus. Looks like we had 14, 14 games tonight in Bravo. We had 13, and we had one in Alpha. Yep. 14 total, and we had saw three carriers. Yeah, that's... That's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't, I don't think in the lower leagues anyway. I don't know about like Hurricane and all that stuff, obviously. But in the lower leagues, I don't think carriers are the meta. I don't think they're really important to a lot of people. But we had great success with it. Again, well, that's, the thing is, it's not really necessarily that it's not meta. It's just that in the lower leagues, there's probably less really good carrier players. Yeah, that's probably a big part of it. Because a bad carrier player is, you know, you, you're better off just not having that player at all. Kind of like me in the curve first. <laughs> so Nightmare, he's, he's talking in the, in the channel there, and he says, oh, yeah, four losses, my calls, my record, my poor record. You did great, dude. It's awesome. Thank you hey. for pitching in. Yeah, we broke, we broke your streak. <laughs> that, that's right. We broke the streak. We got to win with him. Well, and I've always said, you know what, we're we're here as a group of guys that enjoy hanging out and, and playing, and if we can get into the clan battles and win a handful, even 50%, we're doing all right, and that's that's all that matters. Wins, losses, eh, as long as we're having fun, it's good. Yeah, I mean, like, look at the Bravo League right now, we're at 55% with 38 battles, and Alpha, we're at 48.4, 64 battles, so... Not too shabby. Yeah, I mean, we're really pretty close on both of them. They're both in the uh, uh, Gale Group 2. Well, that's Sorry. funny, too. You know, we, we moved, you know, this is this is just the second uh, clan battle since this clan formed, and it's the first Tier 10, and we're having success. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of all you guys, you know, bang-up job. I'm uh, really happy this, this clan came together and, and became what it is today. I think it's uh, actually progressing farther forward in a in a good way than we expected it to, as far as clan battles go, and then uh, the the clan itself is too. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be a part of it, and uh, hope we can make it uh, continue to happen. Well, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. So uh, enough of the clan battles. So let's move on to some. 
dev blog notes that I found, and I wanted to get your guys' takes on these. Uh, I don't know if you guys do a lot of this, but I tend to scour the uh, the dev blogs from time to time. And uh, one particular one, they're talking about balance changes and changes to test ships. They do this from time to time. And uh, in this one instance, they were talking about, uh, oh boy, there's a whole laundry list of, of ships, some of them premiums. Some of them are just minor stuff, like the Hawkins. They adjusted uh, the reload time, and they reduced it by 0.4 seconds, so it's not a big deal. Implacable got a little buff to its maximum damage. Not that big a deal. Most of these are not that stunning. Tallinn, Riga, Petro, more of the de detectability and a, a small adjustment, like a half second to, uh, to reload times. The ones that I thought were, were kind of staggering now, the the Andrea Doria, the Francisco, God, I can't even pronounce it, Caraxilio, <laughs> Tier 6 and 7. Uh, these are the Italian battleships that aren't, aren't in the game yet. Uh, they removed the exhaust smoke generator. They removed them from those ships. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, moving on, the Italian battleship Cristoforo Colombo at Tier 10. Uh, horizontal firing angles on both sides and aft turrets were reduced by 10 degrees. Sigma was reduced from 1.6 to 1.5. And another big one that I thought was very interesting, the deck plating thickness was reduced from 55 millimeter down to 50. Um, another staggering one, the Italian destroyer Leone. Torpedo tubes reload increased from 47 seconds to 75 seconds. That wow. is huge. Wow. Yeah, that tells that, me that those all those yeah. ships have been overperforming. Big yep, time. yep. And then the rest of these, I mean, they got a Plymouth. They they adjusted the, uh, you know, it, it's gonna. Uh, apparently, there was an engine setting issue with it, and they adjusted it so it's gonna act more like the Minotaur. Uh, main battery reload was reduced to six seconds from six five. So not a huge deal. The Belfast 43 reload increased from 9 flat to 10.5. So, eh, what's one and a half seconds? Is it really that big of a deal? I don't really notice that much. Heisen had a couple of real small tweaks like uh, 0.5 here, 0.2 there. Same with the Z44. Now, the Z44, the angle uh, at which the check for ricochets is made for AP shells was reduced from 65 degrees to 45 degrees so that was a bigger one uh guaranteed ricochet angle for ap shells reduced from 67.5 to 60 so i mean there are some some really interesting ones uh the reload booster on the strasbourg tier 7 french battleship consume the the main battery reload booster consumable was increased from 120 seconds to 180 so that's another big one there um the Misore, the, the Commonwealth Cruiser at 6. Now, these are all premiums, by the way. Uh, they remove the ability to mount the propulsion modification 1 upgrade. And then AP shell arming threshold fuse arming were, or the arming time were reduced value similar to the AP shells and British light cruisers. Arming threshold reduced from 25 millimeters to 12 millimeters. So some of these are pretty huge. Um, really interesting, uh, you know, just tiny, tiny little tweaks. It's almost like some of these were super close to being perfect and they just made minor little tweaks here and there, not really staggering, but some of these, my God, they made a huge change. 
you forgot the other part of the Mysore about the fusing arming time reduced from 0 0.025 to 0 0.005 seconds. Yeah, but eh, is that that big of a deal? It, it like, is because yeah, you're, you're talking about the because um, it's AP shells only because it's basically a British cruiser that was or excuse me, Royal Navy that was on loan to the Indian uh, Navy. So what they're doing is they're talking about the, the fuse arming time. So it sounds like because the arming threshold was reduced from 25 to 12 it sounds like it was either over penetrating or not penetrating at all so they're, they're just tweaking it to try to find that happy little medium um in there so that it's not too op it's nice you know not too squishy just to get the rounds arm because either you're going to be penetrating all the way through and not arming your ap rounds or you're just going to be bouncing everything and so and then people yeah this is a trash ship or whatever but that's i mean little tweaks like that that's what they're doing yeah use the hood for example and uh, yeah, great the example. reason why it's so good against cruisers is because it has its armed, its fuse times on its armor piercing shells are really short. So, so you're basically never yeah, going mean, to overpen cruisers. And it is not um, uncommon to get no overpens. I mean, they're all penetrations. Conversely, though, that means that you have a tough time against battleships. Correct. Because they tend not to... Um, I mean, the, the AP shell will arm, but it, it won't penetrate all the way through. And then, like, when you look at the Z44 arming threshold, I'm sorry, the um, arming threshold increased from 19 to 21. Um, Meters, yeah. Just talk about their work. So the, one of the characteristics of the of the Kriegsmarine destroyers is that, like, if you have the Z-52, you're actually vulnerable to AP shells because there's a lot more. It's a thick boy boat, and, and it's there's a lot more for the AP shell. It won't just go right through like a Shimakaze or a Smolensk. It will actually arm and detonate if you're in. It's going to be the same thing with Kaba because, you know, Kaba is still relevant. Funny joke. Is that, <laughs> right. is that in the game? Didn't they take that out? No, uh, I was still here, and it's totally no, irrelevant. It's being facetious. <laughs> well, the only other thing I saw in the dev notes that I thought were interesting is as part of 9.10, when that comes out, they're doing another partnership with ARP and Black Friday timeframe. Uh, they're going to be... Uh, announcing the ARP Maya, which is basically the same thing as the Otago, just a pretty pink little color scheme. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> and then they got one. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. I've got an Otago. <laughs> it's fine as it is, which is gray. It's, I'm okay with it. Uh, the ARP Yamato, which looks kind of a winter. It's almost like a uh, interesting kind of a, a winter color camouflage to it with golden guns kind of an interesting look and then they got a permanent camouflage for the musashi for those that have the musashi and that one actually looks kind of neat it's like a dark gray it's got uh got fire all over it really cool looking uh designs anyway but uh once again they adding th three more commanders uh as part of the collaboration uh they look and probably are just more lolly girls. Yeah, I was going to say more lolly girls. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay, that's just what we need. Yeah, Yay, so... Yeah, and it doesn't say that uh, which they're... They all have got to be uh, Japanese with those uh, those ships. Uh, but then they're talking about the... Um, the Black Friday stuff, four ships dedicated to the event uh, will be added. The John Bart Black, Atlanta Black, Cossack Black, and Kaga Black. So those are kind of neat, but they also are talking about... 
they're going to drop additional four thematic commanders, four patches, four new flags, as well as two types of containers. Um, these commanders, it looks like there's a French one, maybe a German or British guy. There's definitely a Japanese, and then there's an American one, and they're all wearing jet black, which is kind of neat. I, I have to know. I have to make note though. The American guy looks like he's got a unibrow, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> but they're all they're all in conjunction with the with the black ships because if you look at the portrait for the black the ships probably one, come with them. Right, right I'm betting. Yeah, he's got a USS Atlanta flag, so I would assume that's probably going with the. Right, uh, right. But yeah. Man, those ships in that black sure does look pretty. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I will say that they definitely look pretty, and I wouldn't mind having an additional John Bart in my in my port. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So I mean, it'll be a good opportunity the, for anybody who didn't the get John, it. Right. Yeah, that was the point. Because is you know the John Bart is out of you can't get it anymore. So if you don't have it, here's another opportunity for you to pick up the John Bart. Great ship, highly recommend it. Yeah, and then they've got some containers, a standard Black Friday box, but then they added one that looks like a undersea floating mine that's just Black Friday on it. That one's kind of an interesting look to it. They don't say what uh, how, what the drops are. Yeah, maybe it's a super container, but yeah, it's kind of a neat uh, a neat deal. They they said uh, you know details of that event will be published at a later date, but you know it's it's stuff on the burner and it will be coming at some point. So. Kind of something neat to look at. I always enjoy the Black Friday event because I can't wait for it to be over because then the Santa crates come out right after that. <laughs> yeah, ever had any luck with the Black Friday stuff? I, I did. In fact, my my first uh, uh, I got the uh, my first Otago that I had picked up was actually an Otago B, um, and I was I was pretty stoked when I got it. It was at a point in time of the game where I didn't have too many premiums, and believe it or not. And so I was pretty stoked that I got it. And uh, it's still one of my, now that I have the original Otago, it, it, I always go back, like I've mentioned before, that the Otago is just an OG premium. It is still viable in all the meta, can still roll out in tier 10 games, do some damage. Love that ship. <laughs> so that was during the pre-whale days? Exactly. That was the pre-whale Black Friday. Uh, I was going to say that... Uh... Bando just doesn't like the Black Friday events because he just likes to hear those whale bells jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I love the horn and hear Captain Ahab with his harpoon chasing after me. And well, he's doing something right because he's able to spend money in the game, and his wife hasn't left him yet. So, bang up job, Mando. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be publishing a book on that pretty soon. Those <laughs> offshore shell accounts. <laughs> Yeah, mine mine gets grumpy every time I do something like that. Uh, I won't hear it for a day or two, then it'll show up on the account, and I'll get this weird raised eyebrow look. <laughs> then I have to beg forgiveness. Perhaps this is why I'm single. That's a very good reason to be single, yes. Yes, it is. All right, anybody got anything here before we go to a quick break? And judging by the crickets, I hear none. We will go to a quick break. We'll be right back, everybody. Hang tight. All right, we are back, everybody, from our little break. And it was very little. We're back anyway. Dev notes are out of the way. You know, before we go into our weekly grind, I've been thinking about this for a few days. And I was thinking 
on the way to work the other day. I have an hour drive to work and an hour drive back, so I got some time to think. And I was thinking about the game as of late, and I started writing some things down that is really freaking grinding my gears about this game. So I figured, you know, I could write them all down and just have a little bitch session. But I decided, you know what, for at least this week, and perhaps maybe we will add it to the show going forward, but I think this might be a very good time to add a bitches, gripes, and complaints segment to the show. And I've got a few, so I'm going to start. And you guys, if you've got anything, feel free to jump in. Who knows where this will take us? Maybe another crazy rabbit hole, and it'll be fun. But anyway, right out the gate, the FDR, that freaking carrier i gotta say i was in a game i think manda was in with me i was in the jean bart now my jean bart is a secondary build which lends the aa all the way up to a 99 on aa i am almost impossible to hit from any other freaking carrier however this fdr decided he had a had a woodrow on for me and came right at me right out the gate and just kept dumping torps hitting me with rockets and i'll tell you that 99 aa did nothing to him this ship is broke and needs to be fixed asap or i'm gonna flip out who's with me on that one i disagree what i'm i'm with you until i get an fdr and then i'm gonna tell you to go you know eff yourself <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's good against battleships, and that's about it. Really? I, I totally disagree. It's it is that thing is so broken. I'm on the cider, the the the, the side of uh, cyber on, on on this camp. That that's a broken ass ship. Well, I mean, there there's several broken ships in the game: the Thunder, the FDR, the Richtofen. Um, I mean, hopefully they'll get around to fixing at least one of them soon, right? The one that I did find the most annoying is the Richtofen because all the damage it does to you is Citadel damage. You know, HE damage, you can get all that back. Gentlemen, Walrus is, is chiming in with the FDR because, and I agree totally. If you want to finally ignore AA in the game, um, fly, fly or drive an FDR and it, along with Cyber, because I was in that battle of Cyber, and I only say this because once that FDR was done with Cyber Jean Bart, then he came after me and it was relentless. Um, yeah, the 42k health 42, I'm sorry, 42,000 health plane squadrons it's it's relentless they fly over they drop their bombs you you've got defensive fire up you've got fighters up and there's so much health on those squadrons that they can still make two or three passes over you um it's 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 broken yeah at one point when he was focused on me i saw like eight torpedoes coming from one side and just as they were hitting me there was already more in the water on the other side i don't know how he was doing it but he was doing it and then you know i'm starting to st finally start putting out the flooding starting to heal it back oh and here he comes with bombers oh super it was just <laughs> awesome i'm like i'm like mando i'm sorry i ain't gonna be much help here i got aa i've got them focusing on the one side nothing's happening i don't think i shot down one freaking plane it drove me nuts i'm like a 99 aa and i can't shoot down one bird out of the sky you're killing me more gaming you're killing me Hey, well, Cyber, get, get good, okay? Get good. Yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> I need to do is get good, yeah. <laughs> what Cyber's not mentioning is that I we were sharing an AA bubble. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I think what was I in? I it was um I must have been in I want to say the Palmer I, the ship that I was in it was not no slouch in AA department either and we were sharing an AA bubble and this thing was just running over the top of us. Yeah, it well, was yeah, it was stupid. In, in clan battles tonight, I mean they we went up against one and and Shep and I are were on one side in our Moscow's and the nightmare was over there with us and we still had to have Nimitz drop planes over there just to help keep those things were coming in at us because it was just and i'm not sure it did any good either <laughs> that's a bad it, it did enough but <laughs> oh my god the the torp drops were like you reminded me of the old carriers where you had the real-time strategy and you can actually like cross torp drop on ships that's what it reminded me of yeah they uh the fdr is a little op it definitely needs some tweaks, but has anybody seen anything? And like, I know, I know you scoured the dev notes tonight there, Cyber, but anybody seen anything, seen any other complaints besides ours uh, that would make you think that they may tweak it soon? Well, I know there's plenty, plenty of complaints, but I, I don't know that it's on the radar yet. Hopefully they do, but then you almost got to feel bad for all the people that spent the steel on it because now they had a ship, they were enjoying it, and now it's nerfed a bunch. You know, I mean, yeah, it's way different. out of it's way out of whack as it is right now, so it needs a good tweak. But man, I don't know. How is how is that any different than any other ship? That I know, I know, but I get I get upset with wargaming when they do that too. So you know, I, I gotta gotta play devil's advocate a little bit there. I'd I'd be kind of perturbed too. I mean, like I'm not a a huge steel collector, and um, if I got to the point where I could, you know, buy the Stalingrad or or buy the FDR, and all of a sudden they changed it after I took all that time and effort to to you know get it and then they changed it and it wasn't what it was when i bought it i'd be i'd be kind of irate i ain't gonna lie yeah yeah well that brings up a good point because i was in a battle last night and there was a gentleman who was driving the uss black which used to be a steel ship um in fact when i was chatting with him he said that he had to get to rank one like five times over in five different rank seasons and then it went to the steel shop for the black and so they pulled the black out of the steel shop and now it's going to be available for coal because i was saying allegedly. i can't wait for it to come out with coal yeah allegedly yeah we don't know I, for uh, sure <laughs> I, I, something tells me Wargame is going to pull a fast one on us for that with that and make it for steel or, or make or it research, research points. Yeah. Well, e so, okay. So either way, I mean, these guys spend their steel on it and it gets pulled and gets put into another, you know, for another um, in-game currency that's a lot easier to get. Yeah. I, it, or in this guy's case, he had to get rank one like five times, which to me is insane because there's too many potatoes. But that's a different rant. Well, they did the same thing with the flint way back when too, because yeah, so the flint one. went away at the same time. Yeah, you had to you had to to get to rank one three or four times, and then you had to get your your whatever was the pirate flag. Yeah, your Jolly or, Roger flag. Yeah, Jolly Rogers. You had to have like three, two or three, three at least three of those to rank out, and then you had the ability to actually purchase it. And then, it, like I said, they did the same thing with the black. Yeah, whatever they got to do, they got to do something with it anyway. Um... That brings me to my another complaint. Uh, a couple of couple of episodes ago, I was I was whining about the transformers, and and that that collaboration is done and over. And I have to say, 
At that point, I had two Optimus Primes and not any other of the, uh, you know, little commanders. Well, wouldn't you know, as I finished up and closed out all of the missions, I get another Optimus Prime. I opened 12 freaking crates, and now I have three Optimus Primes. Not one other commander. What the hell, man? I mean... Can't they do it like they have premium ships? Oh, they check your port if you already have it. You get you get the uh, the doubloons, or they'll re-roll you. What the hell? <laughs> I know it's only a three-point commander, but I don't need three three-point Optimus Primes in my commander log. It's just silliness. Totally pissed me off, too. I had three Megatrons. I'm not lying. I have three Megatrons. I'm like, I deleted two, and moved on but that's aggravating because it's like you know i went to the party but i didn't go to the party <laughs> i didn't get anything out of it i mean it was i got a megatron and i had to delete the other two well they should I, they something. should they should fix it so like you said you know if you already have that in your inventory you're not going to get another one because that's yeah, just yeah. garbage. Never saw Megatron, never saw Bumblebee, never saw Rumble. Would have taken any of them gladly, but I get three Optimus Primes, so I had to, had to get rid of two of them. But like you said, it's like going to a party, but I would add that it's like going to a party, not seeing anybody, and going home with the heavyset girl. <laughs> although, although my apologies to any heavyset girls who listen out there. <laughs> I'm just gonna cancel on that. I'm sorry. My other podcast sometimes bleeds over into this one. It's 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 my bad. <laughs> hey, I went to the party and I went home alone. Apparently, so you know what? In in most cases, it's better off. You're better off than the alternative. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got any bitches, gripes, and complaints to add to that segment there before we move on? I do, but it's going to bleed over and do another segment. I want to bitch about the Kremlin. Well, you know what? Go ahead and uh, let's do that, and then we'll uh, we'll run with our weekly grind. Well, we'll go ahead and start the weekly grind, and um, I just want to actually throw out some questions to the listeners. I want to know how other people play it, and I want to I want to tell them what I find wrong with it, and and get suggestions on how to correct it. All right. Well, weekly grind. Bam. We're in it already. Okay. Uh, Russian battleships this week, everybody. Nimitz, off you go. All right. So, obviously, this thing is uh, a beast. It can tank a lot of damage. Um, I think the most potential damage I've ever taken before has usually been, you know, around like 2.6, 2.8. And I think I got a 3.4 million with the. Uh, Kremlin, so I know it can take a lot of punishment. However, so I find that I'm most successful with damage and, and citadels when I get into that 15 to 10k range. 12 is probably about optimal, but yeah. And uh, to get there, you have to be really, really patient from what I learned. But sometimes when you need to push, you're like, up there, you're in that 10 to 12K range. You think you're going to do great. All of a sudden, you look around and your DDs are behind you. No one's giving you support, but because you're 10 and 12K in, you know, 10 to 12K away, um, everybody on the opposite team is firing at you because you're a Kremlin. You're a threat. You're, you're bad news. And then your game is over before it actually ever started. 
Um, that's that's my take on the Kremlin. I haven't quite figured it out yet. I think it's a good ship, but that's been my experience with it, and it hasn't been fun. So I I agree with Nimitz. I've been I'm grinding the line. I don't have a Kremlin yet, so I'm up to the Vladivostok. Um, going up, and as soon as you start hitting the Suno and getting into the uh, uh, you know moving up the line, I have often found that you you do have to push forward to get to that sweet spot where your guns have got that accuracy where you can, you know, and, and yeah, the, the boat can, can tank really well, but I oftentimes as well find myself so far forward just from creeping. I'm not talking full. I'm talking like, like half speed creeping yes. forward. Yeah. And, and, and you look around and all your destroyers and all your cruisers, they're, they're Island humping some, I don't know, beach by, there's nobody else around you. And next thing you know, you're just getting, you know, the, then the wall of skill comes at you and then you, you get deleted. So my secret to that is, or my, I guess what I've been trying to find is you have to, to find that opportune moment to push um, and ignore everybody else in the game because they're going to be screaming, yelling at you. Why aren't you up in the front? You're supposed to be, you know, you, you got to kind of wait for that opportune cavalry charge, so to speak. To And so I've been having a lot more success with that. How about the rest of the line, just outside of the Kremlin? I know there's a lot of people grinding because, hey, Russian bias, and everybody knows it's a big thing, and we all love to be in the ships that are biased towards towards our favor. Um, myself, I found the the Tier 5 was pretty decent, uh, the Veliki. Um, slower than Molasses, but it did perform pretty well. Solid guns. I loved the Ismail. I loved the Sinop. The Vladivostok, one of my favorite ships in the game. Loved that ship. When I got to the so Sovietsky Soyuz, I hated that ship. Worst ship I've ever sailed ever. <laughs> I like the Kremlin a little bit better, but I mean, when you're when you're going through the Ismail and the Sinop, you feel like you're unstoppable. You're a complete heavy duty battleship. Nothing can destroy you. You're out there just tearing them up. I can't remember or even count how many. Um, the Krakens I ended up with the Ismail and the Sinop. I was just just a wrecking ball, and I, I there was nothing that could stop me. And then I get through the Vladi, which was a solid ship too. Really enjoyed that when I get to get to the uh, Sovietsky, and uh, oh, it was slow. It was spotted from Mars, and it was down quick. I mean, you're just a rolling ball of fire because everybody lights you up and you're burning down. I mean, what the hell is with that ship? I didn't, I didn't have that experience. Um, tier 1 through Tier 5 Russian battleships, I actually hated. And I was like, I don't know where everybody wants to play this line. I can't stand it. Uh, tier 5 through Tier 9... Um, I loved all of them. Um, they were good ships. Uh, <clears throat> had a lot of great times with them. Lots of Citadels. Uh, the Sovetsky Soyuz, um, I didn't have that problem with it. Um, so you know how we were talking about the Kremlin earlier, um, where you're, you know, you're going quarter speed, half speed, um, and, you, and, and, you, and you get up in there and you're, you're trying to do your thing. It seems like with the Sovetsky Soyuz, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's because my name's not Kremlin. I don't know, but I didn't get I didn't get blasted like that. So I let the battle develop, and uh, I had you know a lot of great success with it. A lot easier time than I'm having with the Kremlin. So I don't know what the difference is, but yeah, tier six through uh, tier nine, I loved them all. 
Um, hopefully, at some point, I'll say that about the Kremlin. Well, I mean, realistically, you can you can grind up through the line. Um, the Soviet battleship breaks off at tier three, and um, you can get up to tier five. The Pyotr uh, Velikny. Oh man, I'm slaughtering it. The the Pyotr, the Peter. You can get up to the Peter. Hey, Peter, uh, up to tier five. <laughs> realistically, in about what half an hour, forty five minutes, you can grind any line up to tier five. Um, the Ismail, we saw that in the tier six clan battles. Ismail is really popular, solid ship. The tier seven Sino, you'll see that in the rank sprints, solid, solid battleship. And that's where the line really starts to define itself at the Snope. So, I mean, the grind up to five isn't so bad. Um, it's just so far, like I said, I'm only in the, the, the Vladi, the tier eight, but so far the line has been really just a joy, uh, to go up. I did see Cyber have some trebles in the Soyuz, and I think my counter to that is going to be to to throw some concealment modules in and the concealment expert to maybe get the spotting range a little bit down. I might have to sacrifice some of my tanking for that, but I think that's going to be my uh, my crutch to get through that hurdle. Yeah, I ended up doing that, and it definitely helped. Uh, I wasn't spotted as fast, and I tended to last a little bit longer into events, but. Uh... It's still, it was not a ship that I uh, I enjoy. And my dumbass reset the freaking line when I hit the Kremlin for the research points. And uh, I'm going to have to deal with that thing again. So, But you, you're you all going with me, so I'm not doing it alone. <laughs> I, remember, I remember several of those battles that we did, and as soon as the game would start, and you would start yelling that, okay, I'm going to be spotted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had a bad couple of nights there, guys. It was It was not fun, I'll tell you that. I think you're gonna like this Soviet Soyuz the second time around. I really do. Um, it's, it's I mean, I've, not, I've enjoyed it's it. It's not that bad a ship. I I had mad success with it. I, I bet you it's probably one of the uh, highest damage battleships I've ever had. I mean, I don't think it broke my record, but on average, I bet it has. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I wasn't. I, I well, let's just say this. I sell a lot of ships, but I couldn't sell that one fast enough. When I finally got into the Kremlin, that one was the first one. I didn't care. I didn't strip anything. I sold everything as is, got it the hell out of my port, and moved on. <laughs> uh, but uh, So anybody got any other pointers on this Kremlin thing? Because I'm, I'm very disappointed at it, and I ain't going to lie. Well, I come at this line from a little bit of a different angle. Uh, I hated the Ismail. Like, I thought I did not like it at all. Um, I felt the turret angles were awkward. I felt it was way too easy to get demolished. Um, I will admit the guns were quite good when you, when they did connect, but it's just, it was so easy to get dev striked. Um, the sign off, yeah, it is fantastic. I actually, I kept it and I put the permanent camo on it. Fantastic ship. Probably the best ship in that whole line. Uh, Vladivostok was also amazing. The Soyuz, I did not play. I free XP'd through that um, because I had gathered enough X, enough free XP through my grind of the sign-up and the Vladi that I didn't have to play it. And you heard of my plight, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I've heard, the Soyuz isn't that bad. And the Kremlin, yeah, I think it's amazing. I, I really enjoy it. My PR is not amazing in it. I'm still yellow. Um, but I think that's more due to um, people 
playing it really, really well as opposed to me playing it poorly. But I think it's an amazing ship. And Mando's really got the right idea with that, with, you know, the not being too aggressive and knowing when to push. Um, I kept them all. So how do you guys get around that, though? Because, you know, the range on it and the shell velocity on it are not the greatest. Um, So, I mean, if you're hanging out at, you know, 18K, 20K, and you're not really pushing because you're trying to be, you know, conservative. The the key to it is don't hang out at those kind of distances. You can, it's not necessarily about pushing. It's about being, you know, most battleships are not, frontline combatants you know your, your montanas and your yamatos of the world they're second or third line ships the kremlin is a frontline ship so you're not necessarily leading the pack but you got to be out closer to the front and because of that you have to use islands to your advantage and you have to uh you have to make corridors so what that means is you know you you pick your island and you just you, ba- you make it your waifu for the whole game that means is look for those opportunities to push. That means is I gotta get good. <laughs> right. <laughs> now now Sock has got a good point on that because Sock mentioned that um I think it was last night, clan battles you mentioned that or or afterwards. And so I tried that. Yeah, it's thing? actually when you talk about picking picking a line with the island. Yeah. So I tried that because I'm you know, hey man, you know, I, I I suck at this game, so I'm gonna, you know, try something out. And I tell you what, with th- that is a viable tactic with the Soviet battleships. It I used it, and I found that I was able to get closer to the fight. Um, a great point, Sock. I just want to give you um, props for that. The other thing, reverse angling. Yeah, reverse angling is your best friend because it allows you to escape if you get overwhelmed. You know, I, I truly think bow tanking is a dead meta. There's almost there's very few situations where it's not worse than uh, kiting. You know, like like ships like the um, the Mosfa, um, it's got a pretty strong bow tank. Um, anytime I've turned around and run with a Mosfa, though, um, you get Citadel through the butt, and and uh, I, I mean, I think it still has its place, um, but maybe not with what you're talking about. Maybe not. Well, anything else? Anyone want to add on uh, the Russian BBs? He sunk. Throw him a, throw him a life preserver. He's sinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well two, of my, two of my favorite ones are from the Russian line, but they're not tech trees. The Nikolai and the October, I, those are those are a lot of fun. Well, and if we're going to go yeah. there, I I will I will say I'm a big fan of the Lennon. I love that ship. That's uh, solid, solid Russian steel there. Yeah, the October Revolution, the well, as you were saying, KJ is yeah, that's a good ship. That I've, is the best tier five ship in the game, in my opinion. That thing just dominates. And Nightmare from the chat room agrees with you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how many Krakens I get in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I've only played it a few times. But, it uh, cruisers in a yeah. heartbeat. <laughs> uh, when it, they, they brought it up in the chat, too, uh, the Murmansk. Um, I feel sorry for that ship because that was my first premium ship. 
and it was so OG they back in the day. So good. It was so awesome, and now it's just been so power crept. It's it's garbage, and it breaks my heart. Used to be a good. I mean, I I worked forever to get that ship to be up to a decent AA ship at Tier Five back when you know the AA was done differently, and get the guns to extend out so you could uh, um, fire without being spotted and all that stuff. And then when they changed all that, it was it, yeah, it just kind of killed that ship. <laughs> I know Murmansk was my girl, and then then the Texas came along, but that's a different line. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, I wanted to hit, uh, let me find it here. We had an email into the show that I put up last week, and then we didn't uh, get together for a show. So let me find it here. There was a talk from Jim. Where the hell did I put it now? Dang it. This is where I cue the little uh, waiting music. <laughs> Yeah, the waiting room, the elevator music. Yep, yep. All right, there it is. And 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 this was from Jim. He's he's one of our honored guests here in the uh, in Wolfpack, and uh, he made uh, reference to a video he watched from Stat Stats Bloke, and uh, he put a link here to the video, and I can put that in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Uh, but he said he followed the 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 tips in the video and was able to get a lot of research points and spend the least amount of credits but had to use about a, a 1.8 million free XP to get through it. And in watching the video, it kind of goes over some stuff. But he, he adds, he said, I actually did this at the end of a season where I had not done Research Bureau yet, thus had not reset any line. Uh, according to Stats Bloke, the cheapest free XP-wise is the Harugamo line. So as it was his first time, he did a reset and still had the 2x bonus, 2 times bonus available. Um, following the advice, he reset the line, went through it completely without buying a single ship. Once at the Harugamo again, he did reset again all the way to the end, and now every tier six and up had three times XP on it. Um, three times RP, I should say. And again, not buying a single ship, so he's free XPing through these. Um, Next, I waited a few days for the new season, so all the lines went to 2x bonus again for the rest of the season. I did it once more on the Harugamo, and again, following the stats blow, free XP'd up to tier 6, then bought a ship, played it, freed XP'd to the next ship, bought it, played it, and so on and so on until tier 10. At this point, after playing each ship, I got 5 times research points, so 50,000 in total. I had already had over 12,000, so now I had 62,000 and got the Ohio. And any explains that the uh, the video has other tips that uh, that people could use, such as for the line split. And he said this was all done before tier five getting research points, which is what I hear is going to happen in the near future. So he gives his regards, Jim, and he gives us a link there. So any thoughts there, guys? I know I had put that up for you guys to ponder over uh, previous to last week. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting way to um, to do that. I saw where they were kind of stacking the the double points i don't know about the the triple i mean i saw it in the video it's really unusual i don't know if that's a if it was intended to be that way or not so i mean my skeptic flag kind of came up i know that when you look up the official war games wiki and you go down to the research bureau there's a section on the bottom where they tell you how to stack double research and this is from the devs how to uh, legitimately stack double research points and then like going up through a line split where it splits like um 
the Russian destroyers, which splits off one line, splits off in the other. So they, that that is something that's very similar. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, my only take on that is, I mean, he had to spend 1.8 mil free experience to get the research points. So to me, it's kind of like you're just exchanging free XP for research points. But um, no, I mean, you know, if you got the free XP to burn, I don't. Uh, it looks like a good method to kind of trade that off. Yeah, I kind of thought the same way. Uh, 1.8 million <laughs> free XP. I don't have that. If I did, I'd probably buy one of those 1 million free XP ships. Not the Friesland in any way, shape, or form, by the way. But uh, <laughs> that uh, definitely seemed like an interesting thought. And uh, I will put it in the show notes. So thanks for the email there, Jim. Uh, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, and hit our, hit our closing uh, parting shots. Uh, Mando, I, I know you're a busy guy at work there in your office. So why don't you lead us off with the parting shots? So parting shots, I have it down on my notes to get to it. We'll get to it in another segment on another show. I recently picked up the the, the Munchen or the, or the, the Munich as it's uh, pronounced or translated. Most fun, Tier 7, I've had playing warships with my pants on. Goes, <laughs> goes, huh. it, it, and I'll do a segment on it, man. It is just a really fun ship. Um, so... Wait, with your pants on? That was a disclaimer there? Did I miss something? <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm kind of curious how that came about, too. I'm just this, curious. Yeah, this is a family show, Mando. Yeah, so, um, but I, I would love to, we'll get to it, and I'll do a segment on the, the Munchkin if you're an old Atlanta player like myself. Um, my second uh, parting shot goes out. You know, guys, I always do my, my names. And so my name, I've been saving this one up. Um, and, and I'm, and before I say my name out, let me throw this out there. If, if, if this person is listening or if you're a listener or if you're, uh, have downloaded the podcast and you know who this person is and they can't, any of these names I throw out, they contact me on the show. I, I will gift you like one of the, the weekend passes, which has got like a day of premium and 500 doubloons. If you can get, if you know one of these guys to come on the show and contact us. So with that being said, um, my parting shot goes out to Gene, G-E-N-E, Rod, capital N, Berries, Gene Rodden Berries, by <laughs> far awesome name. Like show, contact the show, and I'll get you. Uh, I'll gift you over a weekend pass. <laughs> How about you, Sock? What do you got for parting shots? Um, I also got a couple of good names this week. Awesome, awesome. Let's hear them. Um, the best ones I saw were, were uh, "Rub My Sit Harder." <laughs> I think we saw that one together. Yeah, that one well, was these funny. are the ones I put in the in the Discord channel. Right, and uh, the other one was, um, hair dryer, uh, but hair spelt is as in the uh, the German word for uh, Mister. <laughs> and then the third one I saw was Billy No Skilly. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. But yeah, that's that's my parting shot there. That was those were all really good ones. Yeah, I do enjoy reading some of those names. They're pretty darn funny. <laughs> KJ, what do you got for us? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, be safe as always. You guys take care out there. Um, don't stress out too much during clan battles. I know uh, um, Mr. Mr. Walrus in our, our clan has been kind of stressing out for helping by helping us out. And I, I think we're going to give him a heart attack before the year's over or before the clan battles is over. But uh, just hang in there, buddy. We'll, we'll take care of you. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I really don't got much. Um, you know, it's I just haven't had a chance to play as much as I'd like because of 
real world work situations and things. But other than that, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right, Nimitz, what do you got? All right, so I was really, really surprised the other night. I'm sitting there. We're doing a little, you know, clan thing. We're running random battles, and uh, Mando comes on. Bloop pops in the channel at, at a weird time because that's not normally the time that he pops in and he says you know what i'm a potato <laughs> I was like, what after all these rants up he's like no 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 i'm a potato i just had they were saliva so you know what everybody can be a potato from time to time that's my party shot mando you're the biggest potato of them all, and we love you, sir. <laughs> I remember that, and and I choose to forget it. But thank you for for making me relive that memory again. <laughs> were, were you uh, were you drinking by then, or or no? I might have been one or two nightcaps into a gaming session. Okay, that explains a little bit more. <laughs> all right, well, we'll uh, we'll go to my parting shot. Um, Thanks for all the guys that showed up in the uh, in the chat tonight. Uh, we had a uh, Bucky sixty ball was in here hanging with us for a little while too. Once again, Crimson was here. Uh, Gentleman Walrus Nightmare Nightmare uh, is a streamer uh, along with Sock. He has a stream uh, on Twitch. Uh, Nightmare, do me a favor, hit me with that link, and I will put that in the show notes so that our listeners can check that out. And uh, other than that, everybody, you know, it, it's it's fun to get in the game. You know, real world gets in the way sometimes, but uh, it's always fun to come and hang out with the buds. And if if you're looking for a good group of guys, we're we're looking for you. So swing on by, check out our show notes, find our Discord, come hang with the Wolf Pack. You'll have a lot of good times. So anyway, thanks for listening. This has been the Full Broadside. Good night, everyone. music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.